check Twitter. Oh, I got the notification. Is it loading up? Let me see. We're live. I got the notification. Okay, okay, just checking. And we are back with another episode of Nothing But Facts, Season 2, Episode 12. I'm Chloe Rogers, grandson of Steve Rogers, son of Aaron Rogers, and I'm here with the bestest co-host in the whole wide world. You know, I'm just here living my best life, happy to be here. Oh, you're not a bandit no more? Nah, what I haven't changed my lifestyle. Okay. It was kind of hot. Mono? You know, starting to ease up. Playing Warzone all day? Yep. You got a dub today, I saw that. I did. Shit. I did. And we got two special guests. It's a long time coming. The Prophets, Kev, Rashad, from Preach, Kev, Preach, with Rashad. What's up, guys? What up, bro? How's it going, man? Vibing, man. Good, Corona time. Playing 2K, that's all I play my team. I'm going crazy in that shit. Yeah, we're glad to finally join you guys, man. Like you said, it's been a long time coming. We've done uh, our draft, but, you know, officially being on the pod, it's our first time, so glad you, uh, you guys invited us on. Not for sure. It was coming. We just, like, we had a couple guests in between, but we were like, bro, we got to get you guys on for sure. That's a fact. But, yeah, let's kick it off. I don't even I didn't even write these topics. I didn't send them to you guys, this this one that I'm going to do. So I know you guys saw that basically teams are going to be, like, they're going to get another third-round pick if they hire a black coach or a GM. Now, can you explain this to me a little more? Because remember, they, I told you guys. You guys I'd take the floor because that's all I know about it when I saw the tweet. The more I hear about it and the more I think about it, I'm thinking they're going to be compensatory picks, and those are the picks that come at the end of the third round and at the end of rounds, going after the third round from then on. Mm -hmm. And basically, it's just an extra pick. That's all it is. So, I mean, I can see why it would upset people, but at the same time, I think it's going to also motivate some owners to be like, hell, that's an extra third-round pick. Let me just hire this guy who's actually qualified. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. I feel like that's kind of wrong, though. Like, it shouldn't have to come to that. Definitely. Yeah, I think, I think it's to. crazy, too. Like, it shouldn't have to come to that to hire someone that's black. Like, let's be honest. That just shows you, especially in the NFL, I feel like. My whole thing is you hire nothing but, let's just be honest, predominantly white coaches and GMs, but the sport is dominated 70 80% by African-Americans. So it's just like you don't have people that can honestly relate to these players on a real level. Just forget football, but like on an honest human being level, everything that they go through as a black man, let's just keep it a buck. So it's just like I feel like there's a disconnect right there that needs to be addressed. And once it is, you'll kind of see the NFL start to flourish in a whole nother way. What about you, Kev? What about you, Shad? What are you guys thinking about this? Go ahead, kid. You start off. Oh, uh, I I can understand the diversity um, aspect because they know it's a problem. We know it's a problem with you know, like like y'all mentioned about so many people in the NFL are African American, and we have what maybe three or four coaches, three to four executives in higher spots. And I can understand they're trying to fix the problem, but this is the a bad way to go about it. I mean. Basically, you're saying pick. If you beat this guy, we give you an extra player. Like I just, I can understand. I can understand them trying to fix it, but that's not the way to way to go. 
Yeah, I don't like it either, man, just because it's like you're using people as a prop. Like, oh, I'm going to go purposely go hire this person just to get a higher pick. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like you should just, when you interview people, always just take the best person for the job versus now they're trying to put in stuff to basically be a prop to get a third-round pick. I'm, you know, that's just like the results should be based upon what happens on the field, not what you do in your locker room. So guys are – if you go four and twelve, you're just four and twelve. You get that pick in, in whatever round. But this would say, oh well, since you guys hired two black people or two minority people, you can get a better pick. I think that's that's not cool. That's wrong at all. Yeah, that's like not. It's not. They have no morals type shit. That's what it feels like. Yeah, it could have like a lot of greedy decision making behind it. I mean, you know. Like, I, I, you know, it's like looking at it from the perspective of a white man, too. It's like you just feel awkward, like, even hearing the idea. Like, mm-hmm. in all honesty, like, it, it's just something that shouldn't even happen. I could agree with that. Sure. But yeah, let's kick it on to something more positive. Predictions. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and MVP. Your boy Lamar going to do it again, Trill? In all honesty, I don't think so, and I don't want him to. Like, just being a Raven fan and seeing how things go, I don't. MVPs ain't what he's going after. Mm-hmm. He's more about just winning, and he wants a Super Bowl. And That's why I feel like because he already got that MVP, he's gonna go much harder. Like he's going. He just got to play smarter now, bro. Less rushing yards, but he's gonna start throwing the ball like a lot more. That's what I think. But just jumping off into my predictions, I mean, offensive rookie of the year is real easy for me. It's three people, three names that I think everyone should know about. Jerry Judy, DeAndre Swift, and Cam Makers. I feel like these are all going to be day one players in the NFL if the NFL starts up on time, how it's looking like right now. And they're all going to be great, forget fantasy players, but just great players. They Swift and Cam Makers can be 1,000-yard backs, and Jerry Judy can easily be a 1,000-yard receiver on the other side of Cam Sutton, or Cortland Sutton, my bad. So offensive rookie of the year, I lock it up to those two, three. Other than that, there's no names that stand out to me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking CeeDee Lamb or any of those other great receivers or running backs. It's just there's a lot more around them. And I feel like in the places that those three players are that I named, they're going to be getting a lot more looks. They're basically second and third options already. But don't you think CeeDee going to ball because he's going to be the third receiver? That, It'll be weird. Dak is going to throw. Oh, yeah. Especially if he gets his contract, because you got to prove it now. So it's going to be real interesting. Defensive rookie of the year, I got two people. It's either Patrick Queen or Chase Young. Like, what are we really talking about? Chase Young is going to come to Washington and tear everything up in front of him. I think that's why they traded Trent Williams, so he don't have to go against him in practice. Because it's going to be terrifying. Yeah, mine are very similar. I got Jerry Judy and I got Chase Young as well. I think Chase Young is in a good like predicament right now. I think he's in a good situation where like he could really like, like just come in and command this defense to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, he he seems like a leader at heart. So I mean, I just think he's gonna come on in there and just really take everything by storm. For me, offensive rookie of the year, I got um I got Jonathan Taylor. I just got this gut feeling that Marlon Mack is gonna fry himself again, and Taylor's gonna take off. They got a top two offensive line right next to Dallas. Jonathan Taylor could take off. He's a sleeper in fantasy as well. Number two for me, I don't know what, bro, he's dangerous. It's literally a miniature Tyreek, and that's Henry Ruggs. 40 receptions and over 700 yards. That boy is a killer. He he fast. He's fast. Who does that else? Tyreek Hill, what did he do? 
But Henry Ruggs could do that for sure. People are sleeping on him. And number three for me, I think the biggest sleeper, just like Kamara went crazy in fantasy and Devontae Freeman went fa- uh, crazy in fantasy, and that's Clyde Edwards. Mahomes got a running back. In just that gonna offense, Andy Reid compared him to Brian Westbrook. I just want those catches in a PPR league. Yo, he's going to go crazy. Yeah, Andy he, said he, he said he thinks he's better than him. Yeah, he compared and him to him. And that's something. Kevin Shy. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the number one pick, the Bayou Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow. Okay. It just when you talk about circumstances, like you know, Judy on the Broncos, he has to worry about a Corlin Sutton. He has to worry about a a Melvin Gordon taking from his shine. But we talk talk about a war that's predicated around the the quarterbacks. I mean, just in general for offense because they touch the ball so much. Um, you know, Saquon won two years ago. That's because Baker came in. You know, he didn't start right away. And Joe Burrow is giving the reins from the get-go. So it's, kind of, it's going to be kind of hard for these position guys to beat out uh, Joe Burrow. And even if he has a, a solid year, Callum Murray had a solid year, and he still won. So uh, it's, going to, it's going to be a lot to beat out a quarterback. I feel like Joe Burrow, like, if he really, like, has no, like, you know, leeway as far – or I'm sorry, not leeway, but, like, if he's able to just take the reins and go with it, I think he could throw over 3,500 yards. But he's going to ball because he fucks with Star Wars. His whole room is like Star Wars. Shout out to Joe Burrow. Yeah. I, I, I just want to I want to see him when him. he plays the Steelers and the Ravens because I feel like he got it. But there's going to be some tough games. He's right. different. I will say that. Yeah. And then who do you got for defensive? Uh, I'm going, um, yeah, Ch- Chase Young, um, most likely as the number one guy. Um, you know, you got to think of, of uh, Nick Bosa last year when he had that great D line with him. He was able to just rack off, and Chase Young will have a great D line next to him as well. So, um, two of the guys I think have a, a good shot. Um, and it's uh, Jordan Brooks in Seattle. Um, we're talking about a roster. Seattle really doesn't have that many great pieces on defense outside of Bobby. Uh, and maybe the uh, the twin brothers, the Griffin brothers, um, but this guy he's gonna be a linebacker, gonna be all over the field, uh, speedy speedy linebacker. So kept that have them out, and then Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, going to Tampa Bay. Um, he's Todd Bowles' honey badger um, when he when he had him in Arizona. So I feel like he had the opportunity to be uh, to be a, a great piece early. I didn't even think about Antoine Winfield Jr., but I mean when you come from NFL pedigree. I think you come in just – you see the game a little differently, bro, than a lot of these other rookies. Sure. Chad? I'm going to go with either Joe Burrow, Jerry Judy, or Henry Ruggs for offense rookie of the year. Um, Joe Burrow, for all the reasons Kev just listed. Um, Jerry Judy, because he won't be able to get doubled playing with Sutton on the other side, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon, Phil Lindsay, so – I think Judy could be a contender. And I, I put Rubs as a dark horse just because he will be highly featured in that offense. Um, but I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Joe Burrow as the winner just because, like Kev said, the the quarterback, he's going to start from day one. He'll get a chance to put up thirty five to 4,000 yards because they're going to either going to be passing the ball to, you know, come from behind in games, or if they're ahead, it's because he's having a good game with two or three touchdown passes to A.J. Green, to Tyler Boyd, to John Ross, um, you know, to Higgins. So kind of like the guys that he – it'll be almost an LSU-style offense. So he'll get a chance to put up a bunch of numbers and stuff like that. So I'm going to go with Joe Burrow for offensive 
Um, and then for defensive, I think it's between Chase Young and Isaiah Simmons, just because on the Cardinals, I mean, Simmons, he'll get a chance to make a lot of plays, a lot of tackles. Um, so I think he'll be a contender for that. Unless they start doubling him, but then, you know, it's like, all right, well, he can't get any sacks or tackles then. Um, but because of his situation, defensive-minded head coach, and they have a pretty good defense, I'm going to go with Chase Young as well. I think it's just a, I think he's the favorite, you know, betting-wise right now. I think he's like plus 200, plus 250, something like that. He's the favorite. So I would go with Chase Young. That's, that's the safe money, and I think Joe Burrow's the safe money as well. I forgot to answer my defensive player of the year ones, but I got the same ones as you. Isaiah Simmons. Can you show me this guy, Trill? He could play corner, linebacker, safety. Everything on Everywhere. the field, bro. You just be like, go play. Just like he could do anything. I feel like he's just going to put up some crazy-ass numbers. And I, 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 got, I wrote a couple months ago that I think the Cardinals are going to do better than the Rams this year. I think the Cardinals are going to be super exciting to watch. Yo, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, that sounds crazy. So I got Larry. Larry Kenyon Drake is going like, to go stupid. Yeah, I could do this. Larry might not retire this year, honestly. <laughs> He's going to come back. Wasn't their first-round pick, too, um, an offensive tackle? I think they got, I think they got like, a nah. new tackle, too. If I'm not mistaken, I think. Even if. You just got to protect Kyler Murray. Yeah. Like, honestly, you've seen what the kid can do with little to no protection. So it's just like, if you build a wall around him, he can throw for 4,000, 5,000 yards. He's got all the capabilities to do so. Mm-hmm. MVP, I'm going to start it off. Lamar's going to repeat. Or Russell Wilson. I think it's about time he's going to get an MVP and get some recognition over Russell there. Russell Wilson Seattle. has never gotten an MV- MVP he's coming, in his whole he career. He goes crazy. Future's he's toxicity has reached new heights. So even the voters, they like they listen to Future yep. on the low? Yep. Dang. They're high off life. That's crazy. Shot and Kev? And I'm go- I'm going with uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, I think I think a lot of people want to give you know Bill O'Brien all this slack, but since Deshaun Watson has been there, he hasn't struggled winning games. So um, they're going to be in the playoffs. I, I, I think I think when you have a you have a good coach, you have a good a great quarterback. That's all you really need, and, and especially in the AFC South. So uh, I'm gonna go to Deshaun Watson, and I think it's you know I think it's gonna be crazy because oh he lost D Hop. But he got all these other guys, and and if he's who we think he is, then he's gonna put them guys above, uh, and, and they're gonna make playoffs, and he's gonna be MVP. Not for sure. What do you think about uh, David Johnson over there? You think he's gonna thrive? If healthy, um, I mean, because you think about last year, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. Carlos was more for the run. Is Duke Lamar Miller still there? He, he, he uh, now Lamar Lamar's a free agent now. Yeah, he got, he got, uh, he got, so if David Johnson show and then you got Duke Johnson behind him. So uh, if David Johnson's healthy, I mean he can be fine. Mm-hmm. Man, if David Johnson healthy, that'll be a, a fancy football steal for an RB two because you know get, because like people are always taking him uh, as a flex most of the time because people are just like yeah, not taking him. Yeah, pe- no, yeah, people kind of out on him, man. Like people sleeping on DJ, but he'll be a good RB two for like you said a flex in a fantasy league. But for MVP. I'm going off the radar. I believe in the hype. I'm going Dak Prescott, man. You're going to have Ooh. Amari Cooper, <laughs> Amari Payne. I mean, you got C.D. Lamb coming in. You got Gallup coming in. That offense can support three receivers because just this past year, Cooper and Gallup were close in targets. And then Randall Cobb, I think he was probably about 15 to 20 behind those guys, no, no more than 25 in, in targets. So that offense can support all three guys. 
Then you have Zeke out of the backfield. The offensive line is still loaded. I, I think it's I think it's Dak show. I think he's going to be on that Joe Flacco 2012 where he's just going to dominate the league. Cowboys 11, you know, probably like 10, 11 wins with a new head coach. And he'll get his money like Joe Flacco did. Now, what he does after that, that could be Flacco. That could be Flacco. That could be Flacco S too. But I think for this one year, he has something to prove. You know, I think he'll catch lightning in a bottle, and you know, he'll have a great season and could be the MVP. Plus, you got that Cowboy fan base. They're the biggest brand in football. If he even has a remotely good year, he' gonna be at least in the top three or top four finish. That's true. I hate the Cowboys. I mean. <laughs> My answers basically are like, you know, the generic ones, but I got good reasons for them. And it's, you know, it's either Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Oh, shit. Tom, Tom Brady's guy. You're not even going to say Lamar? I don't, I don't think so. Tom Brady? Tom yeah, Brady. Tom Brady, just for the simple fact, and he's got 2,000-yard receivers, and he's got hella tight ends that can actually run routes and get open. And he's going to be like, yeah, I could do this. I could throw 10-yard passes and not really have to try because I have a 6'5 receiver over here <laughs> and another 6'2 receiver over here. The 24-7 champion. Gronkowski, that boy Bruh. was in WWE. He jumped on like five people and won the belt in WrestleMania. Five, he jumped on like 12 people. Jesus Christ. So it's just like, I feel like he's set up to have a great year. And he it's almost to the same way of what he just said with Dak. If he has even a remotely good year, Tom Brady's going to get pushed for MVP. It's just that simple. And if the Bucks come out and go like twelve and four or some shit like that, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Twelve and four, you could just give it to him off of that. At the age of 43, 42, it's over. What are we talking? Hey, about? look at look at look at their schedule, man. Like they could probably start off like seven and two. And if he starts off like that, who are they playing? Man, it's it's almost a cakewalk. Like they they would be the Don't favorite they have in every one of the game easiest schedules except this year? for two. He knew what I he think, was doing. He like, checked that shit out. He was like, ooh, he got the source. Ooh, they're, they're playing like, these teams? I'm out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's an easy schedule because you got the Saints twice. You got the Chiefs. You got Green Bay. Like, it's, it's a pretty tough schedule, but, you know, like how their, their matchups are set up as far mm-hmm. as, you know, like they're going to be either at home or playing inside against so many teams. So you won't really be facing the elements of rain or snow like a whole lot of the time. So I think they'll be fine. I think they can probably start off like – you know, six and three, seven and two, and then if you just split the back half of your schedule, get about twelve and four, you're probably contending with the Saints for the division. And if Brady has the numbers, it, it could be an MVP season. And Mahomes just got to be healthy. It's just that simple. Like we saw Super Bowl MVP last game that everyone saw, and healthy, he's got all the targets. They keep adding stuff. He's got a running back now. And running back going feast. He said he just learned how to read defenses halfway through (laughs) last year. So we don't think he's going to be remotely close to what he did the first year, 50 and 10. He just got to be healthy, that's all. Because he's scary, honestly. Like, even when he – every time he plays the Ravens, I'm just like, yo, he going to score 30. Like, it's regardless. He going to score 30, bro. My two picks are, are Lamar, Patrick, honestly. I think it's going to be them two at it again. Um, but I'm hoping for Lamar to pull it off. Always back root for Broward. Back. Yeah, I'm always going to root for Broward. Broward County, rise up. I, I got a question for you guys. Like, you know the MVP is always like a narrative-driven award. So, like, with the season Lamar had, any type of pullback, I don't think he can get it. Do y'all think he still can get it? And then for, like, Mahomes, 
Will it be the LeBron effect? Of if he's not doing like record-breaking numbers, will he get it? Will it just go to somebody else because of their better storyline? Um, I mean, yeah, narrative definitely always plays an effect on it. So, it, I mean, at that point, you could almost say it could be anybody going up for MVP if you want to go based off of the narrative side of things. But if we're solely going based off of, you know, what we believe from statistics and what we've seen in the past, you know, I can only see growth from those two. They're still young as shit. So it, they base off that NFL MVP award by put up by the wins of the team, then the stats. Literally, if you put up the good stats, and then the storyline comes last, but it's like that plays such a big factor, especially with Lamar. First year starting, he yeah. goes, what, 36 and 6? 1,000 rushing yards, 4,000 passing yards. No, nah, you need to do 4,000. Look at the team around he had him close now. To him, correct? The team around him now is disgusting. Mm-hmm. What would they go, 14 and 2? You went 14 yeah. and 2, right? 14 and 2. So, of course, that's going to play in, especially if I feel like Patrick Mahomes because he got injured and then he came back in the Super Bowl, this and that. If he comes back and just goes crazy, just the little storyline of, like, oh, is he the next one, like the next great NFL player of all time? I think it can almost take another twist, and they could be setting up the AFC for the next 10 years. And you have your new Brady and Manning with Lamar and Mahomes, and they just keep going at it. Because I don't see why the NFL wouldn't support that. Those are the two last MVPs. They're basically the faces of the NFL right now. Why wouldn't you do that? Just my opinion. Does the Madden curse hit Lamar? Mm, it, I mean, you can't Madden really curse say. Is real. Nah, I can't say it's real nah, if Mahomes wins it, the I was Super Bowl. Say, yeah, he won the Super Bowl. Mahomes got lucky that the trainer knew what to do. Mm-hmm. The kneecap was on the and other Madden side. Is real. Didn't Brady win on when he was on the cover too? Or no, he didn't win. They'd be getting hurt. Someone put voodoo on that game. As soon as they take that picture, it's done. No, nah, not no more. The Madden curse got broken. I guess you can look know. at it as it were hurting because he did get hurt. And every year they get hurt. Yeah. He got hurt to some degree, but it wasn't like as bad as it usually was. It could have been. That's the crazy thing. So he might have did break it. Because there was the chances he could have missed the whole season if it uh, fell a different way. <sighs> Ain't no Madden curse, bro. It's broke. Don't don't even think about that positive energy, Lamar. Yeah, Lamar gonna do <laughs> Lamar Jackson for president. That's how I feel right now. Broward County. That's it. All right, let's bring it on to basketball. It's reported that what they're gonna talk about it in two to four weeks if the the season comes back. All the great players were on Zoom. Kawhi was even there. Kawhi, Curry, LeBron, Harden, Giannis, just just ran. Bro, Kawhi's probably in the corner not talking. He was laughing at a point. Not saying anything, just laughing. He had thoughts in his head. He's like, hey, I'm going to beat you guys. He was laughing at himself. But what you guys think about it? Basketball might be back. And there's also probably not. It's going to be in Disney or Vegas. No fans. Fuck the fans. We could watch from home. It's all good. I, would I just want to see, see basketball. Do out of Disney, I don't honestly. care if there's nobody but like the coaches and just the cameramen and stuff. Let me just watch basketball. It's still going to be fire. Hey, to the Kawhi point, Chris Haynes said uh, Kawhi was pretty vocal on it, man. I'm not sure what he was saying, but he said Chris Haynes uh, from I think he's from Yahoo Sports. He was saying Kawhi was pretty vocal. <laughs> oh, I, I know what it. I know what Kawhi was saying. Kawhi was saying he's like I don't do anything else with my life. I need to play basketball. I've been just sitting in this room. I haven't even charging his batteries. I haven't even eaten in the last 84 days. Like please, like <laughs> I need some help. I need something to do. I got to play basketball. I think it's to a point where 
it's so many things that come into consideration right now that I don't think the average fan is thinking about. And it's like, if they're going to talk about it in two to four weeks, that means probably, if we being honest with ourselves, the earliest it could start is mid-June or probably 4th of July. No, I was going to say That's more no like problem. August or September. That's no problem. Bro, even wor- if it starts in August or September, then you have to do this tournament-style thing at that point. And basically, you would have to play all these games, like he said, in Disney World or Las Vegas. And it would go a lot tournament shit that the people that are watching are the other teams, basically. And you would just have to go a lot quicker because there's no traveling. Bro, where are you going? You go home to the hotel. That's it. You don't have to catch no flights. So I'm just like, that's something that needs to be taken into consideration because you don't know how quick or how long this could go. People could think it might start up, like I said, maybe mid-June, but if you bring up August or September, then, bro, that's two to three months difference, and that means next year's NBA season is in big jeopardy. That Christmas Day timeline is looking more and more realistic. I feel like that's fire. Imagine playing on Christmas. What you guys think about it? I mean, they're going to come back at some point. I mean, we saw soccer just getting kicked off today uh, with a bunch of games, so... Um, if, if soccer can play, basketball can because they're both right on top of each other type of sports. Um, but I mean, it, like you said, it all depends on what time they start. June is fine. You you just need to get you need to get them you know about two to three weeks of games and let's go into the playoffs and and let's go ahead and knock it out. I mean, we don't have to do games uh, game sevens no more. I mean, we we were all watching the last dance. We saw most of their series going to five, so we can go back to that just for this season. Or something because, like you said, you can't run the time out because of the next season. So, um, and you still got the NBA draft, you still got all these different opponents for agency, all that stuff. So, um, they, the timeline has to be at, at a good time because, like you mentioned, you can't you can't start in October or end in October and think we can start the season up right away. It needs to be off season. No, I'm going the opposite way, man. Like I think they're gonna decide something by the by at least mid-June, and then what they'll do is they'll give teams two to three weeks of, like, a training camp to get back ready. Like, they're going to say regular season's over, um, two to three weeks of training camp for teams in the playoffs, and then from July to August, that'll be the playoffs. Because normally it starts, like, mid-April, last all of May, and goes into the first of June for the finals, which is roughly seven to eight weeks. So if you do a two to three week training camp starting, like, mid-June, that may wrap up first week of July, and then you can kind of go rest of July and August for the playoffs because you can't go into September because the NFL and college football are planning on coming back in September. So you're not going to step on those two sports because ratings-wise, football will wipe out the finals. I don't care if LeBron's in the finals. I don't care if Giannis is there. I don't care who's in the finals. Boston Celtics, but I don't care what NBA brand is there. College football and the NFL will wipe out the NBA ratings wise so the NBA has to be done by at least Labor Day weekend because of the NFL and uh, college football and I think that'll kind of spur into they'll do a new CBA which will start altering how we watch basketball from <laughs> the next couple of years pretty much no, I can see that because college football when that gets back those parlay bets are going to go crazy and then for football week one you ready to see what your fantasy team is about let's be honest besides watching your favorite team you're just like, ooh, these are the guys I drafted. 13-0, championship is coming. 
I just find it like the more I think about it, the timeline with everything that's going on, and like you guys just said, I didn't even think about Labor Day weekend and colliding with the other sports. But when you run into that fact, you got to make a decision faster. But I feel like if you do this decision of just canceling the rest of the regular season, you'll run into a problem as well. Because you have teams that are two and three games back, and they can make that up in this time. But if you don't allow them to do that, I feel like you can deal with some different type of grievances that aren't going to be related to the real issue here. And that'll just set the NBA up for just more problems in the future, honestly. And that's the one thing that they don't want right now. You want to find the easiest and best solution to it all, but there isn't one, honestly. What do you think those teams are going to do? Bruh, if you – just off the top of my head, Pelicans two to three games back at the eight seed. If you I know, don't I allow them to compete for that – What do you think – yeah, what do you think they're going to try to do? I mean, just formal terms, it would be filing a grievance, I would think, or a complaint basically against the league. You're not allowed to basically compete. And that's something you should be allowed to do at the end of the day. You weren't allowed to play the rest of the whole regular season. And at that time, season ended. But let's just say if the season did go on, no one knows what would have happened. And you took that opportunity away at the end of the day. That's all I think. Well, I don't see that happen just because everybody's affected by it, like, you know, everybody's affected by the COVID. Like everybody's season got shut down. Like it didn't, it didn't indirectly affect one team more than the other. So I think, you know, it wouldn't result in like a grievance type of situation that like that. It would just be everybody was in the same situation. So, you know, you really can't overreact to it when it kind of affected everybody. That, that's, just, that's just me. I feel that. What about you? Kevin? I prefer. I, I prefer the. Uh, the season to probably stop because you know I got these Vegas bets and I'm right now I'm winning. So, <laughs> yeah, from that standpoint, yeah, let's just go right into the playoffs so I can get my money. Nah, for sure. And what do you guys? Uh, if it does come back, hopefully it does come back. What do you think? Um, is the outcome? Who's in the finals? Who's winning it all? Finals MVP. Just put it out there. We don't know, but put it out in the air. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. 18 from LA versus the Bucks. Team so, from LA. Who's winning? Or does it determine what team from 18, LA? 18 from LA. So that'd be the champion. So it'll be either Finals MVP will either be LeBron, Kawhi, or or Davis. And you think Dang, so yeah, where does that put Davis if that happens? If he were to get the finals MVP over LeBron, but LeBron still gets number four, what what that shit's gonna go crazy. Stan accounts are gonna go crazy on LeBron. Oh, he doesn't have he Anthony Davis, this and that. He's the best player on the team, all that shit. But it's possible because AD is that special. Yeah, I mean, Andy Davis, man, he, he get a lot of bad rap because he was in the woods. I don't understand that whole point, that whole that whole hating on him. He's not one of the best guys in the league. He is. Um, he's a big man, so you can't really name a big man who didn't have a good guard with him to win. So um, not having LeBron James, so you see what happens. He's, you know, he's up there, same stats he had in New Orleans. Now he's one of the best players in the league. Everybody looking at him because he's on their lake. So. Uh, if he wants to get the Founder MVP over LeBron, I mean that's just that's just putting on his resume and that's that's making him compete for the second best power forward of all time. And if he add more winning rings for and, and have the longevity, then then he he had he has the potential. He probably won't do it, but 
Yeah, he's 26 right now. He's that special. Yeah, he really pitching. could go down as the best power forward, but it's going to take a while to catch Timmy. Right. And he got to play on L.A. another 16 years. <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> and long, if he, to me, like, he don't need to have the, the five rings like Tim Duncan got. As long as he's getting three, you know, three rings, or if he get, like, two without LeBron and stuff like that, then, you know, we, we talked about it on our show about, like, overvaluing the rings and stuff like that. And you look at Tim Duncan's, like, last ring, I mean, was he really the Tim Duncan? Or was he just, you know, you know, on the mountain going down while he still got a Kawhi Leonard, he got, you know, the best coach in basketball. So you got to look at that differently. You can't just say, well, Tim got five, Davis only got, you know, two or three, so he can't be better than him. You just got to look at, okay, when he did win, how good was he? So um, it, it, as long as all those come to fact, he, he got a chance. I, but if he wins just five feet, he definitely could be second best. Honestly, I'm going to well, – go ahead, bro. Oh, all right. So I got the Bucks. sadly. I mean, I just feel like at the end of the day, you can't really stop Giannis. And he's just getting more and more confident in the jump shot. So – they're just going to be a problem. But if I'm going to just be spot on with it, I got the Lakers coming out of the West the more I think about it, just for the fact in, Fred, if they go big, like big, you can put LeBron at the three, AD at the four, Dwight Howard at the five. That's terrifying because you know LeBron not really playing the three. He's still the point guard. So they just Caruso, basically got Caruso in there. Not even, like bro. Six, five, bro. He just be moving. Bro, they just gonna run a whole bunch of forwards at people, and it's like you can't beat that, bro. They really playing positionless basketball over there. It's terrifying, and they're gonna be the biggest problem that Giannis has ever seen. It's gonna be, I think, two to three times worse than what Toronto did last year. There's gonna be a wall in front of that rim like you've never seen before. Well, what happens if that were to happen? And it's kind of like with LeBron in '07 when he just ran into a brick wall. You think that's gonna happen to Giannis? Because I feel like he's going to be that next great player. Oh, yeah, definitely. And this could be exactly what it is, is that he just ran into a team and he was just the best player at this time. Mm-hmm. You can't beat it. You just got to deal with it and, you know, take your licks and keep it moving. But I don't see any other teams. I mean, Boston, they're good, but Too I young, don't. my opinion, just as a team. They just got to get it right. I feel like if they get their roles right and they realize who's the number one option, who's the number two option, and who's three, Kemba they can maybe do Kemba, something. Kemba got I love Kemba, but he got to realize. Yeah, he got to take a step no back, more. Brad. If it, you don't give the reins over to Jason Tatum, you insane. Kemba could be your second option and Jalen could be three or, you know, vice versa. But that Boston team's got to get those roles right before I feel like they can take that next step. And Philly is just done. I, I, oh, they're fine. Um, I just don't think it works, honestly. Like they got great players, like Ben Simmons, top ten player, arguably. But uh, it's just a lot of other things right now. No. No what? Ben Simmons, top ten. No. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! hey. I where hear where some you other guys people. got Ben Simmons right now in the NBA players? Top twenty. Yeah, I'd say he's more top 20. He's definitely not top and, 20. Yeah, that sounds about right. Add a jump shot? It, it, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, a jump shot, the man becomes from 20 to 8. Yeah. <laughs> Take but he don't got real. that. 
He just need confidence. He could shoot. Everybody could shoot a basketball. Now I got the Lakers. LeBron get one more. Is he? What's the argument now? How much does LeBron have to get to like everyone realizes? Even like the jo- big ass Jordan fans. Fourteen that like, rings. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, he got to be winning like on some. You gonna play like the Undertaker? You just become sign the a fifteen owner. year. Nah, oh, just, LeBron gonna be owner coach. He gonna, yeah, play some Bill that. Russell stuff. Yeah, they're gonna bring Undertaker out on a fucking respirator and an iron lung. He got He signed fifteen more years. He's like fifty eight. They're gonna kill him in the ring. I think in that contract, <laughs> WrestleMania Fifty Two, buried alive match. And, he's coming and they're actually gonna bring out his real casket with his actual, <laughs> you know, dead body, and they're gonna bury him. I think Vince in the contract wrote up that he's gonna pay for his funeral when it's yeah, all over. Hundred percent. Because it's just yeah, like you're making bro, so much money. Just, just I got you. You're pushing this man further and further and to death each year. I'm sorry. There's it's no ironic other way. because it's like his character is like oh like you know a soul snatcher, but like Vince McMahon owns the Undertaker pretty much for the remainder of his life. He's like just show up once a year, give it your all, break a bone or two, walk down to the ring for the next 17 minutes. Gonna, his back is fried when he tries to choke slam someone. Can't do it anymore. He, he'd be slipping. He has to catch the guy midair with his backhand because if not, the guy gonna fall and just fry himself. <laughs> yeah, dude, barely walking around. They might have to go ahead and let. I mean, I don't think he wants to retire just because you know. I mean, wrestling is one of those sports where you can do it forever. So no, I mean, even though he no, it's not. Like, <laughs> no, I, I, yo, take it from so me. You can do it forever. No, you, you can cannot. Do it like, yeah, 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 this man, this, this Manny Mono is the biggest wrestling fan I know. You cannot on the do the south that side of the United States. Like, it's, 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 a, it's a work. Like, it's a work. So you can do it forever. You, you tell me, it. you tell me a seventy or eighty year old that could get back in that ring. Rick Flair, Rick Flair was Rick wrestling Flair at sixty-three. Rick Flair knows that he'll have a heart attack. WrestleMania twenty-one in the bump. Money in the Bank match. He was like sixty-three. They threw him off a ladder. He dislocated he went to the his back. knee and he came back. <laughs> and he came, but he came back. But he was like fifty something there. I'm talking about That's like cr- Undertaker just signed a fifteen year deal, and this guy's already in his fifties. So you're telling me he's gonna the wrestle into his seventies? The entrance is gonna take longer than the match. One hundred. Oh yeah, it already it, it already does. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's yeah. like it's like for 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 example, let's say a, a guy like the Miz, who who uh, his whole career been about talking, right? He can go to he about eighty five. So all he gotta do is talk trash, and then all he gotta do is get slammed one time, and he done. You know so. He Check him out so you can quick. go. Yeah, it all depends on who who it is. Undertaker don't talk too much, so yeah. So his interest is what's going to keep him around. People. He used to be fired with it. On the come mic, down now he says some like he's like, "What are you saying?" Like he's saying one word and it seems it like, he, like he, he forgets what he's breathe. saying and then continues again. Gosh. But you know, like with a fifteen year deal, man, that could that could encompass anything. That could be being a backstage agent. That could just be. Keeping the character around for you know like appearances overseas because you know when they do all those things in Saudi Arabia all that kind of stuff a lot of people over there haven't really saw mm-hmm. the Undertaker right. all these kind of guys so you know that could just be just for you know marketing and maybe a backstage agent role and stuff like that so That's I think so it's really more hey, it's, it's more along come, those lines come choke slam this guy you get a hundred k okay <laughs> the entrance go choke slam him he gonna do that every time it's to a point where I think. In that last match, Vince is gonna like gonna have to wheel him out of the ring in a wheelchair, cause bruh, there's no other way. I see him going out, not in the ring. Like I don't just see him fading off into the distance. Has These he ever been f- thrown off a of hell in a cell? His body is probably fried. I'm sure he has. No, nah, they won't. They won't do that now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> now I'm just saying in the past, like all that build up, like he's fried. The if amount of matches, the him? amount of type of matches he's gone through in his career. 
I need you to understand if they threw him <laughs> off of Hell in a Cell, you'd be dead. People right would, now. bro. People would boycott the WWE. I need you to understand that. <laughs> His wife would sue Vince McMahon. I feel you like that's what cool. they're aiming yeah. to do at this point. Like, just keep wrestling until something crazy happens, and then I'll sue Vince. We'll buy WWE, and we'll make him be the Undertaker. And then Vince McMahon <laughs> will turn into the Undertaker. Undertaker will then become Vince McMahon. <laughs> Boom. What else we got on the board today? This is my favorite I'm, one. I'm going to drop my final prediction real quick. I think it's going to be Kawhi. Oh, I forgot. With a title, man. You think it's yeah, gonna be Kawhi? I, I, I think it's gonna be Kawhi for the Finals MVP because uh, Clippers are arrested. So you know, like during the season, Paul George was kind of struggling, but mm-hmm. now he's had more time to recover from his surgery and all that kind of stuff. And their bench is just deeper than the Lakers. So I'm gonna go Clippers out of the West, and just based on history, like look at the last thirty years. Normally, the best player comes out of the East. There are only like five outliers in there. So I'll take the books in the finals against the Clippers. And I think the Clippers are winning in like six with Kawhi finals MVP. Mm. I'm going with LeBron James, the Lakers, with AD. Come on. I, I'm just, I don't want to, it's just LeBron. You can't bet against LeBron even though he does lose quite often, With but it's the team that's around him. Now you give him Anthony Davis. Kuzma just got to shape up. Dwight Howard is fire. I don't know why people discredit Dwight Howard. I know he, he, he grew his hair out. He's not Dwight Howard from Orlando, but he could still play. They still got JaVale McGee, I believe. I'm going with the Lakers on this one. All right. So what's your favorite Most subject Most experience, eight times, eight times to the finals in a row. You got that experience. Oh, no, this next subject is the best one. It's top five duos to never win a championship. We could start from five. Who want to go first? You guys could go first, Shot and Kev. Yeah, All right. Um, let's see. Do I really have an order? All right. So I have my number one. The other four, you can you can put where you want to put it at. Mm-hmm. Um, for one of mine, I put uh, Chris Paul and uh, Blake Griffin. Um, to never win. I mean, the six years they were together, they uh, made the playoffs six times. But of course, injury derailed their success in the playoffs. Uh, whether it's Blake go down or Chris Paul go down. Um, both of them made out of those six years. Chris Paul made the All Star team five times. The Big Griffin's four. So you're talking about they were one of the best, the best players individually in the game, not only d- together. Um, and then they went through two head coaches uh, with Doc Rivers, and I think they had been in Del Negro to start it off. So they had two coaches and still made the playoffs all six times. So I think it's pretty impressive. Uh, my number four, I went, I went T Mac and Yao Ming. Um, another team that they was together for five years, made the playoffs four times. Another duo, the injury derailed them. Um, I think they had like maybe three to four uh, first round exits. Uh, you know, they you know teammate never been out of the first round as a as a star player. So um, I, I like those two together. I mean, y'all mean teammate man. They had a lot of great moments um, during during their run. They just couldn't get past the upper echelon teams, the Spurs. Uh, come to mind. Uh, you got the son during that time as well. Um, but no, another one I had Chris Webber and Pedro Stojakovic. Um, I think they get they get lost in the shuffle. Um, that Kings team from the early 2000s, just because you know we couldn't beat Kobe and Shaq, they couldn't beat Tim Duncan. So it was kind of like you know the greats were in the way uh, of their success. But they made the playoffs all six times they were together, um, and they even made the Western Conference Finals. So. You talk about two guys who were scoring about 20 points a game. Uh, Pierce Lockett is one of the best marksmanship uh, to ever play the game. Chris Webber, uh, yeah, I mean, you, he's probably a top 10 power forward right now. 
um, you know, guy from he was dominated where he was in, you know, uh, Golden State and then got to Sacramento, he was dominant there as well. Um, and then another one, uh, Nash and Stoudemire. Um, I'm not I'm not one of the biggest Nash fans, but those two together, I mean, they made the playoffs five out of six years, they were together three Western Conference Finals trips. And like I say about the same way for the, the for the Kings and Clippers, like and even the Rockets. They had too many greats in their way. Um, Kobe, Tim Duncan, and the Warriors, uh, you know, Curry and KD were all in their those guys' way in the West. Um, and then to top it all off, another all-time great who stood in their way, uh, of course, I think everybody number one, probably John Stockton and Carl Malone. Um, so at least at least when it comes down to it, my, my top five, they all couldn't beat a great all-time great. So um, you know, you can't really get too mad at them for that. And it's crazy with the, I feel like with everyone's top five, like they either got stopped by someone or injuries, like fried. Remember Amari Stoudemire when he got to the Knicks one good year and then he had like six surgeries on his knees in the past, like in like a two-year span? Fried himself. What you got, Sean? Uh, number five, I went Shaq and Penny. Uh, they played together for three years. Uh, during those three years, Penny averaged 19 and seven, two steals, Shaq averaged 28 and 12, two and a half blocks. Uh, they made the playoffs all three years. They made the Eastern Conference Finals twice. They made the 95 Finals. Uh, Shaq was second in MVP that year. Uh, they won. They had two 50 win seasons and one 60 win seasons. And both guys were all NBA in 95 and 96. And Penny was he finished third in MVP in 96 because Shaq missed like 28 games. So I think they're number five. You know, to beat it, to make one finals, they got swept, but they were up big in that game one against Houston. So, you know, they were close that year to actually get there, and then the second year to get swept by Mike and the Bulls. So, you know, you can say if Mike never came back, they'd probably get back again. Maybe Shaq stays, all that kind of stuff. So, but to be that close in just three years together, man, that's, um, I think they were the number five. Number four, I went old school. I went Jerry West and Elgin Baylor. Um, they, they they had eleven total years together, but when they were both like in their their good years, so ten years, ten playoffs trips, they made seven seven finals, um, and of course they lost them all. So <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> you the know, crazy thing. Looking at that Celtics roster, I was arguing with my friends about um like the top ten ever because I don't have Bill Russell in my top ten. It's no disrespect. It's just like looking how inflated that like. I think the 1960-61 roster besides him has seven Hall of Famers on it. People just going crazy. When Havacek was there, he was coming off the bench. Going 26-5. and five. Like, yeah, let's get this ring. I'm 8-0. Rest in peace. Yeah, so that's my number four. Then at number three, I went Nash and Amari. Um, I mean, they had a good little, what, six years together. But, of course, two of those years, um, Amari wasn't wasn't healthy. He got hurt in 2006 early in the year, and then he also got hurt in 2009. So they only really had like four legit healthy years together. Um, and in and, and those years, I mean, they were great. They both made all NBA in 2005, 2007, 2008, and 2010 before Amari went to the Knicks. And like their playoff series, man, like they were close every time. They lost in 05 to the Spurs, who won the title. They lost in 06 to the Mavs, who went on to the finals. Um, I get them a pass for 07 just because that, um, that was the year that Robert Howard, Big Shot Bob, checked uh, Nash to the scores table and the guy, <laughs> got, 
guys got suspended. So you can give them a, a pass for 07. They lost in the second round. But um, losing in 08 in the first round to the Spurs, 09 they missed the playoffs, and then 2010 they got beat by the Lakers in the West Finals. So, you know, they had a, they were close so many times in the West Finals, but they never, they never could get over that hump. Uh, number two, I had to go Durant and Westbrook. Those guys, you know, Durant won MVP, um, four scoring titles while they were together. So he was in his prime form, and Russ was in his prime Robin form. The year KD went down, 2015, Russ was the scoring champion. So they were they were dominant when they were together. They made four West Finals, 2011, 2012, 2014, 2016. Had the 3-1 lead on the Warriors. But, of course, we know what happened right there. They made the 2012 finals but lost to the um, the Heat and LeBron James. So I think they warrant consideration for number two. And, of course, we already know number one, Malone and Stockton. Um, they've played together for 18 years. But for, like, their prime 10, 11 years, Malone won an MVP. Stockton led the league in assists nine times, two times field champ. Carl's averaging 27 and 11. Stockton was averaging 15 and 12, two and a half steals. So, you know, all these duos were in their their prime for the most part, and they should have. I think all these guys should at least won one title. It's for Shaq and Penny because they broke up too soon, but all these guys should at least got one title. And in the case of Nash and Amari, they should have made the finals at least one time. You know what's the crazy thing? I'm just going to rattle off because I literally have the same exact list. Number five, Penny and Shaq. I know we've seen all that documentary. What could have been? You would have never seen Kobe and Shaq. It would have been Penny and Shaq. And then if only the Magic weren't didn't want to be cheap and just pay him, what if? That's one of the biggest what ifs ever. And especially after he left, I, I, I guess uh, Penny's knees were like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And they just started giving out. That that could have been something special. The amount of rings they could have gotten. Imagine Tim Duncan came in 99. Doc Rivers is like, you could bring your family on the plane. Here, slide. It's too many. It's just too many things to think about. Number four for me, Baylor and um uh West. I don't have them that much high because I've – I've never seen them play. I'm sorry. Highlights doesn't do doesn't justify anything. But the cra- 11 times into the playoffs, but all 11 times together, it's just Bill Russell, like I said, all those Hall of Famers over and over. I know Bill Russell was the glue, but that team was just too deadly. It was literally Baylor and West, and then they had Wilt for a couple mi- years. And look what happened. I think Wilt only has two, if I'm not mistaken. Number three, my favorite duo, Amari and Nash. What they could have been in today's NBA, they would have got at least one title already. They would be scoring 140 a game, no problem. That's a bold statement. A hundred. That offense, and it's like Kev said, they really, really, they had to go against Dirk, go against Kobe. They beat him one year. Got to go against Tim Duncan, baby KD. They just couldn't. They they had it, but it was just like I th- Mike D'Antoni got some bad luck. Terrible luck. He go everywhere, and he's so close. One round away from going against the Heat with the Knicks. Stop. Don't laugh. The Rockets, the Suns, he's come up short every single year, bro. I feel bad for him. Number two for me, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Kevin Durant is probably, if you're talking about, if you want to make a list of skilled basketball players, you might be able to put him, like, at number two or number one, if I'm keeping it real, just because of what he could do. And I feel like if he never left and went to Golden State, they would have gotten over that hump and you would have seen LeBron and KD in the finals. But like a real, like, KD's in his prime, LeBron got he's still in his fucking prime. That would have been a beautiful finals. And Westbrook, people disrespect Russell. I think he's one of the best 25 basketball players by the time he's done, even higher. 
over 130 triple doubles. That speaks for itself. He averaged triple double back to back to back years. It just went under the rug. They were like, yeah, he averaging after the first time. They were like, yeah, he's doing it. It's Russell. What do you expect? No problem. 2020-20. He's savage. The number one for me, my favorite point guard. And then people hate Carl Malone, but oh well. 18 times together, all 18 times going to the playoffs. They ran into Michael Jordan. They went to the Western Conference Finals five times. They were dominant. They just, they had the Bulls, but Michael's Michael. Eat some pizza, get the flu. <laughs> Go crazy. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of going off the top of my head here. Okay. But at number five, I'm starting with Baron Davis and Jason Richardson. Shit. Classic right there. They deserve credit. Yeah. Uh, number four, I'm going with Shaq and Penny. Actually, no, no, no. I'm not. As much as I like them, I'm not even going to put them in there. Cause I, I, like, wow. Number four, I'm putting Amari and Carmelo, honestly. What the fuck, man? They should have won. They should have won something together. Pacers. They should have won that something, man. depressing, man. When Roy Hibbert black metal, I knew it was over. I was so fucking sad. Then number three, I'm going to go with Shaq and Penny. All right. Number two, I'm going Nash and Amari now. Okay. And I'm not going to go generic because I'm going off of my favorites here. Okay. And as much as Stockton and Malone are the greatest in the whole duo sin ever win, number one for me, Iverson and Carmelo. Wait, did I already say them? No, you didn't. I didn't, right? You didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. You said Amari and Carmelo. No, Iverson and Carmelo, number one. Nugget days? True. (sighs) I mean, honestly. Every single person on my list has already been named, so I just got to do it in a variation because that's how it came. You feel me? Number five, they just got robbed of injuries. Tracy and Yao, I mean, bro, he was seven six. Like Shaq had problems with this dude, so I think the whole NBA was having problems with this dude. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and Kobe was having problems with T Mac. If T Mac's knees didn't give out, that would have been your conference finals probably for the next few years. Just keeping it a hundred. But, you know, knees just disappear sometimes. Number four, a lot of people don't give them credit. I feel like they deserve a lot more after watching this last dance final, special, whatever you want to call it. Gary Payton and Sean Kemp are terrifying. Like, the fact that Gary Payton was literally playing 94 feet defense and still had the wherewithal to still be, like, a top point guard on offense as well. And Sean Kemp was basically just an old-school Zion because I don't see him taking jump shots at all. Never. So it's just like, Brett, if it's like that, you got to get him some credit. And if they were down, what, 3-0, and then came back and made it 3-2, and then Mike was like, all right, let me stop playing with these boys. Still, you got to give them some credit, Brett. And they was in the finals in the first place. They deserve it. Number three, I mean, everybody loves them. I just think that. They're a little hype, honestly. The more I start to think about it, like, the stats are great. But Carl Malone and Stockton, the West was good back then. It wasn't like the early 2000s. Because, let's be honest, I think what they played into 02 or 03, maybe each one of them. Yeah, Stockton played forever. So did Carl Malone. But I'm just like, they didn't play this prime 2000 basketball Mm -hmm. shit, is what I'm saying. They didn't have to go against when the West was... Like you said, the Suns. You then had Stockton retired in 04. S- the Spurs, the Lakers. You had multiple teams that easily were killing each other in the playoffs each year. And you didn't know who was coming out the West. But back then, I feel like it was really predetermined. You had one or two teams each year who you thought, all right, 
they're going to be seeing each other in the conference finals. And that's usually how it went. But that's just it. Number two, Russ and KD. They're the only duo to be two MVPs each while they played together. Well, Russ got it after, you understand. But still, they played together, <laughs> and they each have an MVP. So it's like, yo, they're special. KD, you know, he went on to do his own thing in Golden State and whatnot. His own thing. You feel me? <laughs> but Russ held it down, and we saw what he did. 2020-20 game, like he said, three straight triple-double seasons. What else can you really talk about? People just hate Russ. I don't know why, but... If you just watch him play basketball, what is there to hate about him? He just tries hard. I think he's the best competitor in the NBA. His <laughs> Literally, motor, his he just motor tries is crazy. hard. That's all I see. Next to Kawhi, I agree with that. It's just Kawhi doesn't show it. But well, that's why. That's Russell, what makes him a great competitor. They underweight Westbrook. You can make an argument. He's like top five, top six. Did you I, give your number one yet? Honestly, you stole my number one. Because a lot of people don't know about that team with Iverson and Carmelo. Oh, I, I thought they were both going to get a ring off of that. Like, bro, if they don't, Kobe. Run, if they don't well, run into we, Kobe in those conference Iverson finals. Iverson saw Kobe again. I was like, you want to know? Man. You know what? We want to know what I really wanted to put at number one. The greatest duo to never win a championship. Chris Paul and Kobe. Damn. Damn, if that trade doesn't get stopped. Think about it. That should have been. That should. That's like the only trade I think I've ever seen get blocked. Yeah, they're beating the big three in Miami. It, it would be it would have been possible because what they would have gotten Dwight Howard too right yeah then and Kobe, they would have had their own big Kobe three. Lo- nah Dwight saw Kobe and he got scared. He just but turned, I'm just saying, though, but started. maybe it may have been different if Chris Paul's in the equation. I yeah. I think so. There's a medium there, right? You got Kobe, who's you know a, a, an aggressive competitor. You got oh, Dwight really? Howard, who's kind of like a big goof. Chris Paul's kind of like the medium between the two, and to an extent, you never know what could have happened. Chill's a Heat fan. I don't think he's liking this. I bro, I'm a Heat fan too, but you can't you can't tell me that that trio would have not given LeBron, Wade, and Bosch some sort of trouble. Chris Bosch would have worked Dwight Howard ass <laughs> out on that perimeter, bro. It's possible, but I'm just saying what it's else po- was it's also a fact. possible. It's a fact, Jack. But, bro, that whole list, Iverson, Carmelo, I understand they didn't have as long as run as everyone else, but just off of pure talent, we saw Carmelo go and basically carry the Knicks after he left Denver. We saw what Iverson did before he even got to Denver and Philly, how he carried a team to the finals himself. So it's just like you had those two together, but they ran into one of the all-time greats. And that's what I take away from this entire list. No matter who anyone named, they ran into some teams that it's just like, damn, bro. I don't think any team could have beat them, honestly. And I feel that about each duo that we named. Let's keep it a buck. The Warriors series with OKC, KD was like, I'm just, nah, I'm okay. Bro, once he, once they lost game six, he didn't even give a damn about game seven. Because it's like, bro, it shouldn't have come to this. We was up 3-1 and blew a 3-1 lead before it was cool to do it. So it's just like. Ain't that some shit. It's insane, bro. Last topic of the day, though. Something like. Top five French fries. I need you guys to hear don't everyone's want, You guys list. don't want to talk about the last dance real quick, rundown? No. Honestly, it was kind of it was kind of like a plateau for these last two weeks. The thing I want to bring up that I thought was cool is, can you imagine seeing the games that were played at that Space Jam court? How how they said, like, Michael invited all those people over and everything, and it was people like Reggie Miller and, like, Jawan Howard and all these, like, young, like, up-and-coming stars. Mm-hmm. And Reggie Miller said some of the best games he ever played in his life were played there. 
That's the only Speaking thing I about to Gary Payton, what do you guys think? Do you think uh, if he covers Michael from game one, is different? Yeah. How different? Because that's somebody who's probably just as defensively aggressive and as a competitor, you know, as Michael. Mike would have worked his ass out still. You never know. Would you Gary be- Payton, that's, if you want to talk a top-tier defender of all time, oh, obviously Gary Payton's there. So that's why I don't know if he faced a defender of that caliber at that point yet. What you guys think? No, same result. Gary, he said the glove. I said, I there's, a, have, I I said there's a chance. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but I'm just saying there's a chance. You never know. I don't think it's different at all. Mike's just going to, like, his he brain just is going to be like, oh, more, you want to start from game one? Okay, sweep. That's what they're going to do. You don't want to play that way? Don't play that way. And then oh, George yeah. Carl, the, his coach, they both went to UNC. He passes in, I think, game one, passes by Michael. Doesn't say a word to him. Oh, yeah, he's a dickhead. He's like, all right, bet. George Carl, he got voodoo from Sacramento, too, with Boogie. Right, it's too many things that have come out that's like you didn't know about, but you heard the rumors of. And it's like, I didn't know the gambling was that serious, just to be honest. Like, even with the small docus- docu-series that they make, I never knew that, bruh, you were in debt to a drug dealer, bro. Like, there's no other way to paint that picture. Why are you out here associating with drug dealers? It's just a hobby. It's just, bro, what... Like, that's insane. It's just like, and they tell people nowadays, you know, watch who you be around, all this stuff. It obviously didn't apply to that man. But think of how big and he Michael was the Jordan greatest is. in the he sport. Did, he did whatever he want, whenever he wanted. Doesn't matter. He's Michael at that time. Think if there's it. one conversation I would have liked to have heard, and I feel like they didn't let that one air, is when David Stern found out that Michael Jordan was going to retire for the first time. Shot he probably offered that man What do you guys everything. think about that? Do you think he... Michael retired on his own. Obviously, his father passed away. He wanted him to play baseball and this and that. Do you think David Stern still said something? He's like, yo, like all this gambling stuff, you know, it's bad for business, this and that. You, you want to go play baseball? Just let me know when you're bored, but at least do a year. I mean, I personally think Mike retired on his own. You know, you got to think about everything at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, he had been playing, that was, that was his ninth year, three straight. Uh, championships and you know that was really like five years of deep playoff runs for us East Finals East Finals and of course the three rings so considering all that he was going through from being the face of the league from day one and just the stuff that happened with his dad and he was kind of already burnt out I think it was just time for him to go do something different you know I think when you're when you're tired in the media you know it's kind of like that whole thing of you to tear you down so the media was always on him you know, so I think at that point he was kind of like, like you said, he was fed up. He had, he had had enough. He wanted to go try a different challenge because at that point in basketball, he had accomplished everything that you could do. Magic and Bird didn't do three peats. He had won a scoring title every year except for two years. And he was the MVP multiple times. And he had won some All Star game MVPs, defensive player of the year, led the league and steals a couple times. He had done everything that you could do as a player within his first nine years. So there was no challenge for him. Yeah. Uh, he is when you, when you, all dynasties, like when you look at dynasties, they don't last long when you keep winning. You, you have to throw in losing in there. And I think, you know, if you lose to, you know, if you lose 92 or no, if he was 93 Barkley, I'm pretty sure he would have came back and he would have did, you know, kind of like that. I'm going to do it for my dad type situation. Just kind of like how Brett Favre did 
know, his dad passed away. I saw um, you. Um, it, I saw you tweet uh, a couple weeks ago something about him. Um, if Len Bias never passed away, Michael would have never retired. Speak on that. Yeah. So I, I just I just think when you when you look at Len Bias, so first of all, you know he came after Jordan as far as in college. There was I think there was their time kind of went together a little bit, but. He was dominant, and they were basically saying he was a powerful version of Michael Jordan. We talk about athleticism, uh, talk about how how easy the game is, kind of kind of what Zion is right now, as far as athleticism is so easy, everything comes to him. And the fact that Lynn Bias went to the Celtics, um, I think, you know, we, we talk about things that that change uh, in in the NBA, and this, you know, how Kevin Durant with the Warriors, like that's a game changer. And you already go into the team that already have Bird, already have McHale, already have Pierce, already have Kevin Johnson. Um, uh, uh, not Kevin Johnson, Dennis Johnson. Um, you go there in 86, you're talking about does the bad boys ever win a title? Um, does it even matter? A lot of shit changes. Right. And then you talk about Jordan. Is Jordan Pippen enough? Um, obviously, when you know Bird, Parrish, and McHale retire, you know, okay, Bulls probably still – had that, you know, had that advantage for team success, but you know, you never know who Boston gets. And on top of that, it's like if they're saying Jordan's this, but Lynn Bias is always in the finals, and let's say he's doing it by himself, you know, losing to Jordan or, you know, competing with him, they probably will say, oh, Lynn Bias, if he had a teammate, he'll beat, you know, he'll beat Jordan. It's kind of like how, like, you know, Durant versus LeBron is always a, 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 a argument or, it's, it's Kawhi the best player in the league now. It's kind of like those, those kind of arguments will happen, and I don't think Michael Jordan would be satisfied if somebody had his, you know, quote unquote crown or, you know, uh, a kind of threat to it. You got anything to speak on that, Joe? Nah, I, I mean, everyone's point I think was spot on. Like, it's so many things that went into consideration that all just happened to come out within basically a four to five month period. He wins a three-peat. His dad dies. You know, the gambling thing basically gets to a point where you write articles about the man being accused of possibly his dad was involved in this somehow. So it's just like, like y'all said, it got to a point where it wore him out. Yeah, for a fact, bro, he was fried. He was like, bro, I can't, like, I can just walk away and I'm good. I don't have to deal with any of this. And that's, that's honestly, like, what people should do in life. Like, in unhappy, he literally, he caused no commotion. He was just like, of course, he caused media commotion, but he was like, I'm just going to retire. I'm gonna go play baseball. I'm gonna fuck with their minds, but I'm I'm leaving. But I'm still I'm not gonna go gamble. I'm gonna go play baseball. So last topic of the day, top most five. important topic. I need to hear <laughs> everyone's top I, five. I'm, French I'm gonna go. Fries. I'm gonna go up really quick because I'm not even gonna go f- long on this. Chick Fil A fries, they're fire, but I feel like the the ones that still have the skin on them, they're disgusting. So I have to have them in five, but with some Chick Fil A sauce. God damn, that's thank you Jesus for making Chick Fil A number four for me. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Rockets, Johnny Rockets fries when they're made perfectly, and you put the cheese and the bacon on them. Oh my god, that shit is wild. Number three for me, this is in Florida, uh, Las Vegas cuisine. It's by um, by Regal. Bro, no. those fries are gas, bro. They're mm-hmm. fucking amazing. You guys don't know about that, but the, bro, these you don't need to know about it. It's nothing spectacular. <laughs> He's a hater. He wants to eat Burger King fries. You weirdo. No, what? Number two, <laughs> number two, I got checkers. Checkers, are, oh, checkers. Bro, they're made fresh every single time. They're the best thing in the world. That seasoning is perfect. I can eat like two, three boxes of those. I get like two or three two dollar boxes. I don't even eat all of them, but fuck it. Those fries are <laughs> Nope. Number one for me, when 
I'm talking about all these fries are made like they're perfect. McDonald's fries are the best fries ever. Nope. Not too soft, not too hard, bro. I don't even have to say anything. Everyone knows about McDonald's. That shit's never gonna die. Terrible list. Your turn. Go Trill. Number five. It's just because I'm a chicken wing person, but wing stop fries is legendary. Them in shits my are opinion. soft as hell. You guys like soggy what? ass nah, fries? Nah, bro. They be getting seasoned, <laughs> bro. Them bitches be busting. They're you fire, sleep. but they're soggy as See, hell. Who wants just, some soggy Did you hell? hear your statement? The they fire, but they soggy. Bro, they're soggy. Who wants to eat soggy fries? That shit gonna break off. It's so fucking big. It just hangs off and falls. It's fire. Nah. You said it yourself. Number four, slept on fries. I don't think too many people get them. Pollo Tropical got some curly fries, and they be they bussing. They have waffle fries now. Nah, they don't have curly fries. nah, but I'm talking about back. See, I don't, I'm talking about back in the day. You feel me? Some curly fries was bussing. So I'm just like, yeah, I, I got to get that. Number three, I got McDonald's, light work, always hot, always good. Got to get them. Number two, I'm going to sound crazy, and it's insane. And they classify as fries at the end of the day. But I got... Burger King chicken fries, they be bussing. They're made in the shape of that fries. Does that does count. Through a curveball, that, that doesn't count. count. No, that counts. we're not counting that. You've been disqualified. No. How? You no. disqualified. They're called chicken fries. Uh, that's not potato. That's chicken, bro. We're what talking about f- French fries. <laughs> right, they might not even be chicken. You right? You right? Well, we Isn't it ten for a dollar forty-nine? Five French fries. Not chicken fries. All right. Yeah. You tripping, bro? Yeah, you fucked up. You, this whole time, you probably drove over here and everything. Like, you thought oh, you had I'm a curveball for Yeah, first. I was like, I yeah. hit that shit out the park. That's what happened. Number two, I guess, off the fly. I don't even much like them like that, but they top five because they're legendary. You got to get them. Some five guys fries be bussing with Those a burger. Fire. Mm. Like, I don't care what you're saying. And then number one, checkers. Two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. That's all I need, some checkers fries. I don't need no chicken because that'll kill you. From checkers, but them fries are amazing. The way they're seasoned, hot, feel like someone's grandma just made them for me. But I know they were deep fried by some hood ass bitch, so it's okay. I know it's made with love. All right, Kev Shad, which one are you going first? Uh, yeah, I, you go ahead, bro. Uh, I was I was gonna say, uh, yeah, man, I, top five. I would have six way up there. Number no, five. <clears throat> the reason why they got to be a little low. Because they be they be stifling you. Like, it, it don't be full. Like them waffle fries take them all the They pot, put man. three f- big ass waffle fries and then a bunch of crumbs and be like, here, enjoy this. They be trying to finesse you. Uh, you gotta so they cut gotta the fries up so you get a lot of fries because it's big ass waffle fries. Right. Um, number four, I'm going I'm going Zaxby's, man. Uh, Zaxby's you know, fries be busting. Zaxby's fries be, be hitting. Um, number three, I went to school. North Carolina, see, I went to ECU and, and at the time when I went to school, this they were only in North Carolina. And then once you got a couple years later, South Carolina got, got it, Georgia got it. I don't know about Florida, but cookout fries um, are, are top notch, man. Especially especially after after the club, two or three in the morning, you don't feel like going to Waffle House, so you gotta you gotta hit the cookout and be open all night. Um, so I'm going there. Um, I'm going McDonald's number two. Uh, we y'all y'all touched on that. I think I think they should be in everybody's top five. To be honest, um, and then number one, they 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 highly slept on. And uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Popeyes, man. Popeyes fries. Oh, I forgot. Oh, you threw. Yeah, the you know it's crazy. I struck out. My girl, out. my girl tried ball, telling man. me that I needed to include Popeyes on my list, and I said no. I struck out. I totally forgot about Popeyes. All right, Popeyes, what about 
What about you, Shad? Yeah, man. I'm with Kev. Popeye's got to be number one. Like, when those come out fresh, man, that's number one. Uh, number two, I went Chick-fil-A to Waffle Fries. They're undefeated to me, so I had to go that number two. Uh, Zaxby's number three just because, you know, when they're perfectly seasoned, man, you can tear those up. No ketchup needed. Uh, number four, you got to go McDonald's because when they're hot and fresh, you can, you can tear those bad boys up. And then uh, number five, I went Checkers. Okay. Checkers. So for me, you number – do some crazy shit like little kitty fries. Number five, I'm going with Wendy's. All right. Cold that shit, bro. Fre- no, no, no. Bro. They always got that. They're gonna be fresh, but they you gotta eat them on the way home or right away. Bro. Five that's, minutes that's later, your they're problem, cold. Okay, you got that's to say your problem. opinion. I'm saying my opinion. All right, number five, Wendy's. <laughs> number four, Wingstop. Although sometimes they try to kill me with the salt, that seasoning be right if and you the get sogginess there. should be hanging. Yo, bro, you you look so like a soggy like, French fry. Just shut the fuck up with that. All right, all right. The fries limped out. Number three, I'm going Zaxby's. These boys know what they're talking about. Zaxby's fries, they be hitting. Okay. Number two, it's a tie between Burger Fight and Five Guys. They're pretty much one in the same, but they're both fire as fuck. All right. Number one, Nathan's fries. Nathan's fries are the best fries on the face of the earth. This kid is the most Where nastiest is Nathan's? Kid what is a Nathan's? Go, go <laughs> what either is a Nathan's? find a Nathan's and get some fresh Nathan's fries. I think fries. there used to be one in the mall, but you know. I, they they you have talk, like rest whoa, stops. Whoa, whoa. You talking about the hot dog yes. place? Yes. Their french fries are insane. Have you ever tried them? 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 Yes or no? I don't, bro. No, I, I don't bro. go. That, that's something. Have in the you mall. ever tried that's them? That's something yes in the no. mall, bro. Okay. It's in the mall. So I look try at the mall. I'm not getting that food. If you try them, then you can argue with me. Till then, shut up. And that's how we're in an episode. That that's wild. As always, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. MBF underscore Clo. MBF underscore Trill. YouTube. Nothing. NBF underscore Podcast. Apple Podcast. Spotify and Anchor. Nothing but facts all together. At only a mono. At Imano Talk. At the Icon Network. Unwrap Sports. Kevin Shad, thank you for having us on. Let them boys know where they can find you. Yeah, man, you can catch us on uh, Twelve Ounce Sports. Uh, we go live uh, every every Thursday from seven to eight. Uh, you also catch us on, on all your podcast stuff. Search uh, Preach Kev, Preach with Rashad. Um, you know, or you can type in the profits. All that comes up. So, um, you know, uh, appreciate y'all having us on. No problem. Bro. Yeah, definitely, definitely appreciate it, bro. We have to do it again soon, man. Oh, right. you already know, bro. All it is is a simple text message, basically, at this point. You let me know. All right, bro. You guys take care. Yeah, y'all be safe, man. You too.